1: Podcasts.
0: Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through The Fan of Dallas, joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broadus. He is now the co-host of the G Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan of Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, where if you are a Dallas Cowboys Radio Network affiliate, you'll hear him talking about this very game that we're about to preview against the Buffalo Bills tomorrow. A what is it? A 325 kick tomorrow, Brian? 325,
1: what, Highmark Field? Is that what we call Ralph Wilson Stadium, Rich Stadium? I don't, what I don't know. What have been? War Memorial I, Stadium? I think we've been a lot of stadiums in Buffalo. Maybe not this particular one, but yeah, they've had a, a wide variety. This is the one place them and Denver, I think, have the most ring of honor participants I've ever seen. You know NFL it's feet.
0: it's funny we're running out we're running out of space at AT and T Stadium so so we started uh, the, a couple weeks ago we were counting trying to figure out where Jimmy's going to go like like where they're going to place him which by the way uh, my vote is they're going to place him to the left of uh, Darren Woodson is where I think they're going to put him
1: yeah. automatically. Yeah. Anything. I I believe this is the way it's done, Bobby. Anything pre 1989 goes on one side and anything post 1989 goes on the other. Exactly.
0: And the fact that it's a post 1989, you got to look at the way they've built it out. So the two ends he has, they, they have the option of putting him next to are Woodson or on the outside of DeMarcus Ware, who just got put in. And Demarcus I would put him
1: next. To, I would put him next to Woodson. Is I, would I would put
0: him next to Woodson too, because those two on that side. It's Ware, and then it's Larry Allen, and those are two guys that Jimmy Johnson never coached. And right. so, to me, it makes sense to put him on the side with Woodson, Aikman, all those guys there. Yeah, all but the guys. we, we think we guy- figured. We think we figured they have about room for ten more names before they're going to have to either start shrinking or moving or whatever else, or building a second ribbon panel.
1: You know, I just feel like this is one of the harder ring of honors to get into. Might take a while to get 10 names. It might take a while to get 10 names. You might have a new stadium by then. Well, the next ones would be the Romo and then the Wittens, that crew, right? Would that yeah. be your next two? Probably? Well,
0: I mean, the next one Maybe for me would Romo, be Harvey yeah. Martin.
1: But It should be Harvey Martin, but I, I've, you know what? I hate, I hate to say the word I've given up. But, I mean, I, every time I've ever had an opportunity, I, I just grew up. Everybody who listens to this show knows my story. I grew up a Cowboys fan, you know, season tickets for 20 years. I watched Harvey Martin wreck shop like Micah Parsons wreck shop. Yep. You know, I watched that. And then, you know. NFL
0: com- Defensive Player of the Year.
1: I've competed. I've competed against Charles Haley. And I'm sorry, guys. I, I I consider Charles Haley a San Francisco Forty Nine er. He was drafted by the Forty Nine ers. Eddie DeBartolo put him into the the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, wasn't Jerry Jones? It was Jerry Jones that did everything to get Charles Haley by putting him in the Cowboys Ring of Honor. It gave him, you know, it gave him notoriety. It gave him credibility. It maybe resuscitated some of the off the field things that Charles was doing that people found were you know crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's all Jerry Jones. I mean, that just shows you the type of person that Jerry Jones is, you know. But I just, you know, for 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 Charles Haley, great player. But you know, Harvey Martin was a great player on Super Bowl winning teams. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, Super Bowl winning team in in Dallas. You know, and so I I just feel terrible. You know, Super Bowl MVP. You know, he he. This team was really really good. Before 1989, it was, it, and it had, you know, when the Tom Landry, at the end of Tom Landry, it was bad. It, mm-hmm. You know what this reminds me of real quick, Bobby? I know we're going to get to Buffalo.
0: Yeah, but we, we, we got some time to do some okay. Ring of Honor, This
1: Yeah, this real quick. What's going on in New England right now reminds me of the very end of Tom Landry. Absolutely. The very end. And where Bill Belichick has had an incredible run in New England. But poor A legend. draft Poor drafting, you know, uh, players getting old, players leaving. You know, Tom Landry couldn't have players leave, but his team got old and he didn't draft to fill in for the, you know, and I think New England's the same way. I think we're going to see the end of Bill Belichick in New England this year. And it could very well be similar to what the legendary Tom Landry went through his final two seasons with the Dallas Cowboys, final three seasons with the Dallas Cowboys. It just, they didn't draft very well. It wasn't a good enough team, and it suffered. And it, the head coach, who is a legend, suffered for it.
0: I got I got one more Ring of Honor question before we, we dive into Buffalo. Yeah. When you look at, you know, you said Romo went and those guys next. I'm yeah. not certain Romo gets in. I think he probably does. I'm not certain of it, He's, but I think man, he probably he so does.
1: Beloved. He's so beloved by Jerry and that family, though. I know
0: it, but I just, I, I, I'm not totally certain that they will. But my question here that I'm curious about, Is that we have what four? We have four guys, no, five. We have five players that were a part of all three Super Bowl teams in the Ring of Honor right now, which feels a little low. So I'm curious, like, is there anyone we're neglecting? Like, do you think like, especially a guy like Nate Newton, who's stuck around and done stuff with DallasCowboys.com, dot com? Like, do you think they eventually put Nate in there or does, um, you know, I don't know, one of these other guys who who was a big time contributor during that era, Eric Williams, does he get in?
1: Eric, man, I'll tell you what. I mean, I Moose, listen. does Moose get in? Now, uh, if you listen to if you listen to uh, if you listen to our broadcast, you always hear my stories about Reggie White and Eric Williams. And how Reggie White, he rarely feared anybody. <laughs> he really mm-hmm. feared anybody as a player. He was, you know, the uh, you know the Reverend was one of the greatest to ever play this game. He hated playing against Eric Williams. He hated it. Yeah, I just remember walking past his locker after we win a divisional game, you know, and, and against San Francisco, and he, I look at him, I go, Rev, what's up? You you, you seem down, and he goes, Ah, it's a At darn Eric Williams, you know, at Eric Williams. And he was already thinking about that as he's peeling off the tape, you know. And but Reggie, he was, I mean, he battled, he battled everybody. I mean, he was he was one of the greatest ever play. Mm -hmm. But you think about guys like, you know, I mean, Larry Allen gets a ton of credit. If Eric Williams was not in that car accident that he was in that shortened his career, yeah, there's no telling how great he could have been. He he was already great to be at a level where we would be talking about him as one of the great tackles to ever play for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: So you think uh th- then do you think we get one of those guys in there, Eric, Nate Newton, any of them?
1: Man, I'd love to see Nate Newton get in just because I love Nate Newton so much because of it's a little years.
0: odd that that entire offensive line doesn't have somebody in there yet.
1: No, it really is. Well, Larry Allen,
0: well, no, but I, that was on the, the entire three teams. Like you didn't oh, get a, teams. you yeah. didn't get, you know, oh, Larry Allen, two and a, any of the or, or I, two and I, a Newton, I, yeah. those guys. Yeah.
1: I, that is kind of strange, but it is a, I guess the whole story of this thing was there are some ring of honors that uh, a guy like Frank Trapuca, you know, Kelly <laughs> Trapuca's old, uh, his dad gets in to the ring of honor and a, and a, Jack Kemp, who was a senator, probably no more as better as a senator than he was or a congressman. A
0: pro bowl quarterback at, there in the yeah, AFL. Yeah,
1: yeah, in the old AFL days. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, it, it's when you go to Buffalo, folks, if you have an opportunity, you'll see it. That wall of the, their wall of honor is an immense. It really is immense if I'm using the right word.
0: All right. So let's uh let's take a look at these Buffalo Bills since that's on the docket here. And we'll uh we'll preview the game. We already obviously defense, did a l- right? little
1: bit of the offense. We've
0: got defense and we've got <laughs> some answers, Brian, for this injury report for this game. Uh AJ Epinesa is out in this game. Guy big with loss. uh eight. Yeah, yeah, definitely a big loss. One of their better players on defense and a guy who uh has eight pass deflections this year. He gets his hands up. He can he can be difficult in some of those throwing lanes there. And then another big one here, Micah Hyde is out. And Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, the two safeties there, they are not what they once were like, like there was an argument you could have made back in the day where Poyer and Hyde were, you know, right. Two of the top five safeties in the NFL. I mean, it was, it it was an incredible combo. And the thing is, is that while they're not the same players anymore, they are still incredibly smart and incredibly disciplined players. And they are leaders on that defense. And what they will the, the times that they get beat are for lack of athleticism. They will never get beat on a dumb mistake, those two. Um and so so two Really good safeties there who can help them. Uh, and to lose Hyde in this one, I think, is massive. Uh, but that's the injury situation right there for the Bills, for the Cowboys. They're going to enter this game, obviously, without Jonathan Hankins. But they've got a laundry list of guys who are questionable, mainly to illness. Uh, that's Brandon Cook, Stefan Gilmore. Uh, and then you've got Jalen Tolbert, who's also questionable. Uh, and then the other ones that were listed as questionable this week Matt Willetsko, uh, who is designated for return, has not come back yet. Malik Hooker, the safety. uh, And then the last one was, uh, who was the last questionable? Uh, Fahoko, Junior Fahoko, in there, who is also a designated to return guy. So really it's illness guys and then Hooker uh, who are questionable, but it sounds like they feel pretty good about all those guys that are are listed as questionable being available for this game.
1: You're absolutely right, Bobby. I talked to somebody in the organization actually this morning and to, to kind of follow back up on that, Hooker was dealing with an ankle, should be fine, ready to go for there. And then all the illness that uh, they caught all that early in the week, they were able to get guys rested up, they were able to get guys uh, hydrated and taken care of. So they're not worried about any of the, uh, the guys that were dealing with any of the flu-like symptoms that we've seen go through the, uh, the, the team here uh, the last few days.
0: So let's take a, a look at Buffalo's defense specifically. So Buffalo, really quickly, just in coverage. So they're about league average. They're pretty middle of the road in terms of how much they use man versus zone. Um, they, they you know, essentially have the the same usage as as your league average team. It's not, you know, that they really rely on one more than the other. But I think that I've found that they struggle more in man coverage than they do in zone. I think that they're a more adept team in zone, but they're also a very... Sean McDermott, I know one of the things he gets criticized for a lot is that, uh, you know, I was doing an interview with Buffalo Radio on Friday and they had talked about, you know, ah oh, just the conservatism. It just it drives you nuts at times with Sean McDermott. And defensively, there's definitely a lot of times where they just say, look, we're going to keep everything in front of us. Let's play zone. Let's not get beat over the top. They can take any profit they want. I don't care. We're not going to give up, you know, the big chunk play. Uh, And so it, it, knowing how teams have, have played Dallas recently, seeing the way how Dak has been able to dismantle teams with the passing attack. I I think that you are going to see this approach from Buffalo that says that's not going to be us. You're not going to throw 40 yard bombs on us. This isn't going to be, you know, Seattle or Philly or some of these games where you've played where you've taken some big shots down the field we're going to keep everything in front, we're going to tackle well, and we're going to count on our pass rush to get there. Do you think I got that generally right, Brian?
1: Yeah, Bobby, I think you do. Uh, I don't think they want to give up the big play. I think where they're different than most NFL teams is the way that they blitz. They don't want to blitz a whole lot. Mm -hmm. But when they do blitz, it's usually secondary blitz. And I mean slot blitz, safety blitz. It's not their linebackers play a lot in coverage. You know, yeah. their, their linebackers are, their linebackers have interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so you watch them play. If folks will remember under the Rod Marinelli administration, uh, Chris Richard, when they would blitz Orlando Skandrick, tight slot, backside blitz.
0: Yep, they would do know. it with Jordan Lewis too a little bit.
1: Yeah, and Jordan Lewis, right. So this is where – I think that the Cowboys have to be very mindful, and when you're talking about mindful, I'm talking about the running backs. I'm Talking about with Pollard, and then Rico Dowdle, and then you know, uh, you know, we'll see how uh, how else that they they navigate. Uh, who else have they activated? Uh, Davis too, right? Mm-hmm. And he going to be up on the and so Malik Davis will be so three backs. You know, it kind of gives me a little vibe that they might want to try and run the ball a little bit more in this game. Yeah. But I will say this about Buffalo where they do blitz, they have to be alert of the secondary blitz. That's going to be, they're going to try and surprise you with that because that's not something that a lot of teams do.
0: No, it's not. And I mean, when you look at the numbers, obviously, Micah Hyde's not in this game, but Micah Hyde has been, according to PFF, 15 pass rush snaps. Uh, Teron Johnson, the corner, he's had 23. Jordan Poyer has rushed 35 times. So right. those are guys who will get after it that they'll send on blitzes occasionally to to try and wreck shop. So uh, they will get aggressive in that sense when they decide to blitz. but. This is a team that it feels like they they want to get home just with their their pass before, rushers, their, their defensive linemen, which we've yeah. seen a couple different times from teams this year. Uh, Jets do that. Uh, you've seen it with Philly a lot. Um, San Francisco, obviously, that's one of their calling cards. But this is a defensive front there that has a lot of names you're going to know. Ed Oliver, Leonard Floyd, Greg Rousseau, uh, Jordan Phillips even. Um, you know, they've had Shaq Lawson, Vaughn Miller. These are the guys... I feel like, Brian, one of the things I've seen in recent weeks that didn't look to be the case early in the season, but it looks like it's coming around a little bit. I think that Von Miller's starting to find his game as a pass rusher a little bit more recently, Mm -hmm. specifically against Kansas City. It felt like he was getting a really good jump on the snap. And for me, that's a matchup that I've got a little bit of concern with here is that speed of Von Miller. What Von Miller can do if he's anticipating the snap that veteran savvy up against Terrence Steele, that Von Miller Terrence Steele setup may be a, a tough one this week.
1: Yeah, it's um, you know every week I I feel like we say something with Terrence Steele every week we feel mm-hmm. like, but but in a way there's been a lot of positivity with Terrence Steele. There you know the Philadelphia week game in week nine was not a great game for him. Yeah, but every week since then I felt like that you know last week they. We talked about it on our show here, Bob. We said, okay, they're going to have to give them some help. Well, what did they do? They went with chip help. They went with spacing help. They went with double team help. But it wasn't every single down. So, right. I, I, you know, it's, it's nice to know that that's built into part of the game plan. That they can go to spacing or they can go to chip help or they can go, you know, all those things that I just mentioned. They could go to those if they have to in order to get the ball. Uh, get the ball out of there. And there was a time where under previous administrations, the Jason Garrett one where, you know, we lived through the, you know, the the green, you know, where they just you know left them out there just to to you know, just to fail. Mm-hmm. And we never felt like that they were doing anything to help their guys. And so I think this coaching staff does have game plans for how they want to do that. And you're right, though, with Floyd and Vaughn Miller and I mean they've got legitimate damn pass rushers here. I mean, it, you're going to have to, you know, if this game turns into, you know, you're going to have to throw the ball, that you're going to have to deal with these guys as well. You are
0: listening to the Love of the Star podcast, the Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast all right, Brian, uh, taking a closer look again at this Buffalo defense, some of the the different ways that they can get you. I, I mentioned there that Vaughn Miller looks like he's played better in recent weeks. Um, he's still somebody who, and this hasn't always been the case with him, but man, he, I feel like has not been very good against the run this year. And that feels like something that is a consistent theme with just about everybody that I watched on Buffalo's defensive line. Like that, they're they're very aggressive and and a lot of them have a lot of good pass rush ability. But I didn't feel like a lot of those guys on the defensive line were disciplined in run defense. And, and I think that the Cowboys here in this game, you mentioned running the ball a little bit more. I think that with the way Buffalo tries to get upfield and some of their trouble, you know, in, in the trenches against the run, and then some of these smaller linebackers they have smaller guys, who I think are yeah. good linebackers, but they're smaller. Yeah. Smaller. Uh, I think that. Your blockers are going to have a chance to get up to the second level and and get some favorable matchups. This does feel like a game where Dallas might be able to pick up some stuff in the running game.
1: Bobby, that's that's your hope. Uh, I was uh, I reached out to the Cowboys uh, you know, equipment men uh, yesterday and was kind of talking about, hey, what do you expect for weather wise? And they were saying wet and high of 48, mm-hmm. you know, so and the, you know depending on if it's 70% 80% i mean we're hearing all kinds of rain percentages i have a feeling you know when when equipment guys say it's going to be wet they they're preparing for it to be a wet game and you know i think the team that would have the advantage of running the ball consistently would be buffalo yeah. that would be my guess but that doesn't mean dallas shouldn't try that you know and and everything that you just highlighted is absolutely right And what I've noticed, too, watching the tape, was that you can get Buffalo's defense to go one way and then take the ball back the other way. You can get them to commit because they're trying to make stops.
0: They're They're aggressive.
1: They're very aggressive. Their linebackers are super aggressive. But you said it, their linebackers are small. And when teams have gotten up on their linebackers, that's been a problem for them to have to deal with. And then now you're talking about Micah Hyde, Being out of the game, you know, Taylor Rapp now turns into safety two, who, you know, who can make tackles in the secondary. That's, yeah, that's where this game, I I think this game is going to come down to really which team can handle the run the best. And when I mean the run also, both teams are going to have to deal with a running quarterback, I think. I'd not be surprised if this is a game. Where Dak Prescott gets over fifty yards rushing, I, I I wouldn't. I mean, I just I feel like there's going to be some opportunities there of him taking off. But I also worry about Josh Allen taking off too, because he and he's the last quarterback in the league. I think I, I think you even said this. Maybe uh, we were talking. He's the last quarterback in the league that knows how to slide. Yep. <laughs> he's just he's going to run over you, run through. Yeah, you. not ju- not
0: just won't slide. Looks for contact. He's looks like a, contact. he's like Derrick Henry yeah. when he's running.
1: Yeah, very it's,
0: much. if you have if you're not familiar, if you're a fan watching this week and you're not familiar with Josh Allen, let's say you don't watch a lot of Buffalo games, you haven't seen them very much. And and you know of Josh Allen, but you've never just sat down watching. It, it's almost jarring to just go. There's oh. nobody in the NFL who plays quarterback like this. Yeah. Like like just the things that he can do, throwing the ball, extending plays. But the way he looks for contact, the way he talks, he talks like a receiver out there. He's a trash talker, a physical player. This will be a guy that's going to get under your skin if you're a Cowboys fan. And I'm a big fan of his, but he's going to get under your skin.
1: I'll tell you what, though. You watch him in these games where especially they play on grass, like the last two weeks in the Philly and Kansas City. Mm -hmm. His jersey is completely stained. Yep. Blood, your blood, his blood. Dirty grass player. stains, mud. Dirty in a
0: good way. Gets dirty, not dirty yeah, like he, he's cheap.
1: No, he's a he is a physical. And there was was it his rookie year that he played here. Uh That, that no 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 the, that
0: was that was when he first started kind of finding himself a little bit. That was twenty nineteen, and that was okay. when you you started to see that was his it was his second, second year. year? Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I just remember how. Remember, like they tried a quarterback sneak and the ball like flew in the air and he Mm -hmm. grabbed it and still powered forward. You know, I mean, yeah, that's just the kind of guy that he is. And but I will also say this. He is also the kind of guy that will give you the ball, you know? I mean, that's that's something you have to worry about if you're Buffalo, you know, will you know how many if. Because if he turns the ball over a couple of times, they generally lose the football. Game. We
0: we talked about, and I know we're doing mainly defense here, but we did yeah. talk about raw uh, the the comparison of Favre to
1: uh, Josh in. Allen, yeah. and that's and in. I
0: think that's I think that's a great comparison for stylistically and the arm and the belief in what he's doing. Could you say that there's a little bit of a hybrid though in terms of the size and the physicality and things like that? Could you say it's like a if if you were to take some like maybe. Eighty percent Brett Favre and twenty percent Ben Roethlisberger. That gives you Josh Allen.
1: Oh no, absolutely. I've, I you know I I I have a Super Bowl ring because of Brett Favre. You know, and and that's there are those days where we're playing a playing a game against Atlanta. You know, last game of the year, and if we don't beat Atlanta, we're not going to get in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And Favre, it's fourth down, and we don't have any timeouts left, and no time on the clock, and he takes off running. And he and he literally runs through two guys to get into the end zone, you know, to win the game. And but if he gets stopped, the game's over. Our season's over, mm-hmm. you know. And that's 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 some Josh Allen right there. That is some Josh Allen where no time on the clock. I'm going to run, but I'm going to run through three people and I'm going to score, and the game's going to be over. That's that's exactly how he plays football.
0: Back to the defensive side of the ball here with Buffalo. Uh, You know, we talked about those linebackers, which are, you know, I I think are are good players, uh, like we mentioned. Like, I think that Terrell Bernard is a good player. Like, like, I mean, I'm impressed with him. Uh, a ton. And, you know, I think that Dodson has, has been a good player for them at linebacker. They obviously are missing Matt Milano. That's probably their best player on defense that that's he's been huge. out for the year. That that's a huge one, but they are smaller guys there. We already talked about the safeties. We know what the defense is going to do. These corners here, Brian, Rasul Douglas, uh, Teron Johnson, Christian Benford. What is your thought on the corner group that the bills have?
1: Man, there's people that's telling me that, that Douglas is playing well. But then you you look as a group, I mean, they're near the bottom when it comes to separation, you mm-hmm. know, tight window throws, open throws, uh, you know, they get sacks, uh, they they can create pressure. But, you know, I, I think they're – you. I always say this. I guess it's anybody. You know, you block their front, you've got a chance. Yeah. And and Rasheel Douglas has had games against Dallas where he hasn't been very good. No, you no. Know, I mean, and he's bounced around the league a lot. He does.
0: He does not have long speed. That, no, that's a physical zone yeah. corner.
1: And, and, you know, in, in, in Binford, and I think that he's, he's a guy that's, you know, he's a second year player from Villanova. He's there's things he's still trying to learn about the game.
0: I kind of like him a little bit
1: though. I like him. I, I like, him I, too, I, 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 w- I wouldn't I'm lean not,
0: on him. I wouldn't lean on him, but like, I think, I think he's going to be a good player in the future. But.
1: That's what I'm saying though. He initially started off where he's he's gotten better as he's the seasons were on. But mm-hmm. I I think there's plays to be made. I I just do. I just this team doesn't. You know the 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 you know the tight window throws aren't always there. The there's a lot of open throws. There's some wide open throws.
0: They'll play they'll play off. I mean they'll let you yeah. take stuff underneath you, pretty frequently yeah. if you want. I mean, that's that, that's how Philly marched down the field at the end of the game sure? was Buffalo sure. just essentially let them have everything underneath. Yep. Yep. and so that's something that the Cowboys have an opportunity to do okay Brian as we uh run into this game then let's get predictions here real quick we'll we'll finish on a high note or or give you the opportunity to finish on a high note because I already know my prediction is not going to make people happy I think Dallas is better than Buffalo uh I think that Buffalo is in a much more difficult position right now a much more desperate position Buffalo's at home I think the elements favor Buffalo in this one uh, and they're still a very talented team they're one of the the better teams out there to me if the Cowboys win this game this will be a more impressive victory to me than beating Philly by 20 last week. This is a really good team on the road, tough matchup in the way that they play. Uh, and so I'm, I would not be surprised. I wrestled with this one. I would not be surprised if either team won it. I'd be surprised if it was a blowout. Um, but I'm going to take uh Buffalo in this game. I got the bills 24, 21 in a close one.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a low scoring game because I, I feel like that both teams are going to try and establish some run. Um, I do worry about Buffalo running the football. I think Dallas is capable of running the football. Uh, how's Buffalo going to handle the Dallas tight ends? How's Dallas going to handle the Buffalo tight ends? Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's, there's some, you know, some problems with both teams having to deal with slot players. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I know Dallas has got to find a way. If Dallas is going to be for real, if Dallas is going to, is going to go forward and have, and have that, uh, you know, have that, 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 you know, that look in its eye of, you know, okay, we can go win. We can go win anywhere. We can go on the road and win. We can do what we Mm -hmm. have to do. Yeah. You got to find a way to win this game. You, You have to find a way to win this game. You know? I mean, I think it'll be a totally different situation against Miami next week, but this is one of those teams you, you will, even though Buffalo's record is, a, is what it is, you go to Orchard Park in conditions and have to play a tough game against a physical team that has so much to play for, and you go and take it from them. It means something. That means not just something, that means a lot. Dallas needs this game just as much psychologically as Buffalo does. You know, Buffalo needs it because of their fighting for their playoff lives. Dallas needs this game, so everybody will no longer talk about them not having a quality win on the road. So what's what's your pick? What do you got here? Dallas twenty, Buffalo sixteen
0: boom look at that brian broad is sending us on a high note they better, i mean
1: hey they've got it they, they've got to win this game and, and yeah. i know people say oh well they didn't have to win." no, no it'd,
0: be so huge. It'd, it'd be huge it'd be to, huge
1: huge for them to win look, this look game.
0: if you if you win this game there, there's probably no game left on the schedule that will give you a better idea if if you're ready to play san francisco again than this one
1: you need to develop some toughness to go on the road and win you yep. you need to find a way to win these games, and you know, and listen, Philadelphia is in in a bad state right now. Darius Slade, you know, has has just had a scope on his knee; he's out. I mean, yeah. you know, Philadelphia could completely, you know, maybe they fall apart. But you need to find a way to keep battling for this division title and find a way to get the best seed you can. Absolutely,
0: you are listening to the Love the Star Podcast, the Love the Stars and Odyssey Podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts all right brian it is now time for our dean julia love the star mailbag we're going to turn things over to our dear sweet listeners for their thoughts their questions and the first one we'll jump right in with a dean julia question brian uh who minute, is Dean?
1: answer the last we got we gave him the last question yeah we gave him
0: one was, that's like the first one he's had in like three months it's another one he's had people, in three months brian i Who's, love
1: dean julia wait give me another dean another question there's got to be another question we got the people that all right all right all, all right all
0: right fine here here's the next question here the, i'm this sorry one, dean but you you got the last one question this one's from dan it says okay thank you dan who is an under the radar guy that you think will start getting more snaps and contributing more down the stretch here
1: oh i like this one i like this one
0: really because i tricked you it's a dean question
1: oh is that dean julius <laughs> question Jeez. all right No. hey i love you dean i just you know i just god there's other people that <laughs> chime in bobby am i right <laughs>
0: I didn't I didn't send out a new uh, I, we're, we're using the last question. So we're thinner on questions this All week because right.
1: I didn't put a new post out. Right? That's you. That's your fault. Then. It is. And I do love you, Dean. It's not an issue with you. I just think there's a lot of folks that ask questions that don't get their questions answered. And I feel bad for them. <sighs> Uh Good. player that's one. Yeah, uh, Thomas. Times. that's a good one
0: i i think israel mcquam will continue to get some more snaps here yeah. next question from john brian if fahoko and or are activated to 53 who do you think are the candidates to get cut so like who's who's guy 53 right now on this roster
1: we're fighting for we're fighting for a division and we're talking about roster manipulation like right this now.
0: is this is a this is, we we cut we is cover this, with our this content my, is this
1: is this my week to should i get these questions i mean sure the
0: the, the, the thing is that looking through the questions fit, Player we, 53. We, we went through, we went through all, that's a, that's a game day Who's question. Player
1: 53 for, it, oh, but yeah, but player 53 doesn't even dress.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what makes me curious. Do you think they'd ever say Deuce Vaughn? I don't think,
1: I don't, Deuce Vaughn to me right now. I had somebody ask me this question because of Malik Davis being up, you know, but mm-hmm. him being active and someone goes, well, what's wrong with Deuce Vaughn? Well, Deuce Vaughn doesn't, you know, when you take Deuce Vaughn to the game, all Deuce Vaughn could do is play offensive snaps. Deuce Vaughn can't play defensive snap. I mean, excuse me, defense. He can't play a special special dudes. team snaps. Yeah, they've they've, they've kind of they've tried. Deuce Vaughn's a fine player. Don't don't read into my you know. But if you want to know a player that 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 has very very limited uh, when you when you when you take him to the game as one of the forty six or forty eight whatever they dress now. Yeah, he's he's the one that that has the least amount of. Uh, the least amount of uh, opportunities because they're not going to play them on special teams.
0: Question from Jeremy Brenner here. Uh, Are there more screen or drag routes that can get Ferguson more touches? He makes good stuff happen and he's the lightning rod for emotion and attitude on this team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This could be a big game for him because the, what the, the problems that the, 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 Buffalo's having its safety. Buffalo, you know, we,
0: when I when I talked to those Buffalo guys on Friday, that's the guy that was worrying them. They, they were worried. Be. They were worried about being vulnerable against a guy like Ferguson.
1: Absolutely, in the middle of the field. I mean, and they and they've got these linebackers that are a little bit smaller guys, but they play in coverage. Yeah, Ferguson. Ferguson's a problem. If you played the Patriots right now, Bill Belichick would say, "Well, who? You know, they ask who are you most concerned about for the Cowboys? Jake
0: Ferguson. You know, he. I'm not
1: Ferguson. He he does a lot of really impressive things." Yeah, that's what he would yeah, say. That's exactly what he would say. He would be <laughs> he would be more concerned I believe over Ferguson than he would probably CD Lamb. I think he would worry about Dak's ability to how Dak throws the ball to for Ferguson and it it turns into big plays, chunk plays, first down plays, touchdown There's plays. There's also a question player. of
0: how much how much do you want like, I understand, like, the idea of Ferguson's been good, let Ferguson get more contributions. But there's also a question of he's he's averaging about seven targets a game over the last two months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, Is there much more to be taken away from the pie? Like, who are you taking these touches away from? Who are you taking these looks away from? Are you going to take those away from Lamb? Are you going to take those away from Cooks? I, I just... I, oh. I, 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 I'm I all for it. I just, I don't know that I want to like, I'm all for getting him the touches where it makes sense and we can get him. I don't know that I'm saying like, Hey, we got to design more for him though. Like we need to give him more, no,
1: but that's what I'm saying. It, it, you know, a lot of this comes naturally by the way he plays, he gets open and man, they create, yeah. they create routes that, that were him and cooks and lamb and, or sometimes uh, Tolbert and cooks. They all work together on how they create, they create opportunities.
0: Yeah, and so. boy, Ferguson. Ferguson has become he's he's quickly turning into a, a a shining example, like several of the others they have of just fantastic day three scouting from the Cowboys. Because you you know you look over the years when they've gotten Duran Bland. When you look at when they've gotten Tony Pollard, and you know now they throw Ferguson on here. Biotish has been a Pro Bowler. They have have consistently found. Really, really big time contributors. And, and Ferguson, a guy who, you know, the athleticism, it's on the field. Like he wasn't asked to do as much of the Wisconsin, but he plays with more athleticism than his test, than his testing said he would. I I think that's a big deal. He's Barry Alvarez's grandson. Did you know that? Did you have that fun note? He's Barry Alvarez's grandson. Barry
1: Alvarez is a great guy. Yeah. And so he, he he comes
0: from a football family. He is tough. Like, like, you know, the question just there from Jeremy, you can make an argument. He's one of their emotional leaders. He gets stuff going. His connection with Dak is really strong. They all respect the work ethic. He is a, a, he is like, if you want one of their, their gold stars, for scouting and identifying, like, hey, this guy can be something. I never thought watching Jake Ferguson at Wisconsin, he'd be the no guy way. that he is right
1: now. No way. If you if you saw, if you were able to project Jake Ferguson to who he is today, watching that Wisconsin tape, you need to be a general manager for one of these NFL teams. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, I, he, and, it, and a lot of it has to do with maybe the way Wisconsin plays football, offensive mm-hmm. football. But I know one thing, man. Jake Ferguson in the open field is an absolute bitch to deal with.
0: Yeah, it's and, and a it's uh, it's again. You mentioned they're like. Maybe it's the way it was got that's kind of what we tried to do, or and I'm not gonna rule anything out yet, but with that's kind of what we tried to do with Schoonmaker, right? Yeah. Like, oh, like I we, agree. Tr- we we tried to project out those same sort of things. And I think that there's still a lot to be excited about with Schoonmaker, but I'm just, riding next to by myself right now. No, so. I'm th- I'm still right there with you. I'm not okay. I'm not jumping off. We're we're sharing cocoa on the train there, but just a, a fantastic job. Again, I think at the time when Ferguson was picked, I believe that was I don't want to give wrong credit, but I believe that was Eric Allenworth, who's now their Southeast area scout. I think that yeah. he was the one who had had that one. So their
1: scouts have done a hell of a job, man. I mean, there's continuity to that. You know, they're well trained. Uh, they know what they're looking at. They've got continuity with their coaching staff. You know, they they bring players in. They're they're you know they know the coaches are going to work with them, and they're going to get the absolute max they can out of these guys. So it's a it's a total win win for the scouting department with dealing with this coaching staff right now.
0: Question from Travis Navarro. He says, Hunter Lipke has had snaps increasing in recent weeks. What do you all mm-hmm. think the chances are of a few playoff wrinkles involving him catching passes out of the backfield, screen game revival, things like that? I,
1: I think he's I think he's a much better catcher than he is a blocker. I, I mean, I, I've watched him, and every time he's in there in that offset eye, I've kind of watched him to make sure I'm like, Okay, is he going in there and digging people out of there? He goes in there, he gives effort. He's just not really good at it right
0: now. I think he's a better single back than he is a blocker.
1: I think if you hand him the ball and let him run on third down and short or fourth and short, I think he's just fine. I think he could really catch the football, though, too. I think his best trade is catching the football.
0: Yeah, definitely a skill set that they're they're going to sit there and try to develop. I think, but uh, wrinkles for the playoffs maybe because I mean they've been willing to you know I, I think McCarthy's been willing to use a fullback in the past, so it may be something that if they feel like hey he's got a skill set that we can take advantage of that they'll do that. Uh, last question here from Icky Vic. Icky Vic says, would it be better to play Mike at inside linebacker and only rush on obvious passing downs? I don't know if this is specific for the Buffalo game or for I
1: think uh, it's Buffalo. Is what uh, I think it is about. too. Yeah. Either
0: way. <laughs> I think Micah Parsons is most impactful when he's rushing most of the time. I do understand the idea of standing him up and, and the advantage you can get there, and I'm fine with that. But if you're telling me, hey, we should play him maybe obvious passing downs, for instance. So let's say two-thirds of the time he's playing traditional linebacker and a third of the time, third and down situations he's rushing. I think that that neutralizes too much of what he does, and you don't get enough in return for that.
1: Let me blow your mind with some with this question. Tell me if you think this is right or wrong. Please do bell is a better open field tackler
0: uh yeah i think that that's fair boy eric wood eric wood the former pro bowl center for the bills he's now their radio analyst he came on with us he said that's who blew him away on tape was bell he said i had no idea this guy he's like that's a good player
1: yeah to me i rush micah and let him let him work on these tackles if he can i mean they get the ball out quick they don't give up sacks quarterback moves around but I, I would rush Mike in this game. If you're going to play somebody as a linebacker, and you're interested in spying. I saw something interesting the other day what Georgia did against uh, Jaden uh, Milroe mm-hmm. from Alabama. They yeah. had two spies. They had a spy on the right and a spy on the left. In which, whatever way he went, they just moved. They didn't. They, you know, usually when you put one spy in, that one spy will miss at the point of attack, and then it turns into a huge play. Yeah. Give me somebody that will burst, tackle. And get the guy on the ground. you got—it's no joke tackling jo- Josh Allen. He, I mean, you—you—it's no joke. You better find a way to get him on the ground. And I think Bell can do that.
0: That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast. We'll be back with reaction to the Buffalo game, leading you into Christmas and the Miami Dolphins. Hopefully, the Cowboys are able to uh, get a big victory here. For Brian Broderson, Bobby Belts, we will talk to you guys again next time.